Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. You know, over the weekend, I had one of those technical snafus Something happened on my PC to where I could not access any media, no videos, no audios, and that meant that uh, I couldn't upload a podcast episode. I could record them and save them, but once I saved them, they went invisible. I couldn't access them. I couldn't open them. Why did this happen? I have no idea. But... I have to admit, when it does happen, it is quite frustrating. And I have to be very mindful of how I'm putting out my energy, because if I'm starting to work on this, trying to figure it out, in that angst, in that frustrated uh, vibration, then I know I'm going to cause more problems, because that energy does interfere with my electronics. Now, it could have been that I did not ground to begin with when I began working with my PC. Uh, It seems to be a continual battle or a continual issue that I have to deal with as I have up-leveled my energy and working with different electronics. I've affected everything from battery-powered watches to flashlights, room lights, car radios. Sometimes I just motion, you know, across the dash and it changes the radio station. Other times I'll be on my phone and I, I have a finger poised over the phone and it automatically activates it. I don't even have to touch the screen. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get a handle on this or I'll ever get used to it, but it is part of my life, I I guess. And uh, maybe someone out there that has a different perspective on it that, you know, in the world of energy and moving energy, maybe you can help me with this. Maybe you can assist me in grounding in a more positive way. I ground on a regular basis, but uh, evidently it's not enough. Maybe maybe it's intention. Maybe I have to set an intention every time I sit in front of a computer or pick up an electrical device. I don't know. But with that said, what I actually ended up doing is reinstalling, resetting the operating system on my computer. Now, it erased a lot of my programs, a lot of my apps. And so in reinstalling it, I actually had to reconfigure the software that I use for editing the podcast. And I don't know if it's just my imagination, but it actually sounds better than before I had the accident, quote unquote. On a complete tangent, something else has been coming up that I guess I should talk about because it's popped in my head. Not that I talk about everything that pops in my head, but this seems particularly relevant. So over the last few years, and especially just in the last week, I have people that interview with me to ask about coaching. In the last week, I talked to people about taking part in the subpersonality study. They've actually raised their hand and said, I think that this would be a fit for me. And in talking to them, it would definitely be a benefit to their life, would change almost everything. And of course, they knew this on an intuitive level. That's why they reached out. That's why they raised their hand. But in actually finding out what it would take to be in the program, how it would work, what their investment would be, then they become confronted. And this leans into the whole concept of following our intuitive guidance. See, a lot of people 
know that something would be a benefit to them. They have the intuition that they need to leave their job, leave a relationship. Yet when they're confronted with the actual action of moving forward, they withdraw. They find the excuse. They acquiesce to the fear because obviously there's fear there because there's going to be change. There's going to be transformation. There's going to be a shift in the way of what has been familiar. And then again, sometimes people are in the idea, I can't afford this. There's no way I can afford this. Yet, when you think about the things that we're really committed to, we find a way to come up with the money, to come up with you know the process in order to make it happen. If I'm transparent... I understand all that is going on. The part that's frustrating to me is typically when people are confronted, they withdraw. They withdraw from the communication process. They just disappear. And that's, you know, when I have a conversation with you, I invest with you energetically, especially when we put an agreement to be filled out into the future, which sounds something like this. I'm going to think it over. I'm going to process. I'm going to talk over with my mate or I'm going to talk. I'm going to check things out, but I will be able to let you know by six o'clock on Tuesday. And then six o'clock on Tuesday comes and goes and there's no message. I send a message just checking in and there's no response. And what's wild is this just doesn't happen when people are anticipating or potentially thinking that they're going to be giving me money. Sometimes they give me money, a couple thousand dollars or more, and they disappear when it's actually time to show up for the coaching. And then they don't respond back. I have never wrapped my head around the whole ghosting concept where you just disappear. You don't respond. You don't, like if you're confronted, if you feel uncomfortable, You don't actually send a message back. You think that you can just extract yourself from the conversation. To me, that is a disconnect in the energy. And ultimately, I don't need it to be a particular answer. I just want an answer. And so there's been a certain amount of interaction with people. And it's just been recently, more so, last couple years, where people seem just to withdraw. They leave. They're actually the ones that initiated the conversation. And uh, they just disappear. From my perspective, I wonder, did you get an accident? Are you still alive? Are you, like, did your house burn down? I don't know. And so I don't make a judgment about it. It's just that there is something wanting in the avenue or the channel of communication. I didn't realize it at the time when I started this particular episode, but it is going to be about energy and communication. Because this is a conversation that has an energetic impact. When we withdraw, when we step outside of a conversation, when we stop talking to somebody, there is an incompleteness about our manifestation. It becomes stagnant, and that stagnation enters other areas of our life. Because as an energetic being, as a spiritual being, our lives are not compartmentalized. How you perform in one area impacts every other area of your life. And as I say that, I actually have a moment of self-reflection. So there must be some areas of my life where I need to initiate conversations, where I have been lacking in uh, communicating, following up. And so I'm going to sit down after this episode and write down a list and start following up on all the people that I have not been in communication with, perhaps in the degree that could be possible. If I've left somebody with an assumption, if I've left somebody with 
um, an idea that the information was complete, but it might not be, then I need to consider that I'm at fault because in my view of the world, I'm the professional communicator. It may or may not be the truth, but that's the stance that I live in. So if I'm becoming aware that there is a lack of communication, then it is my responsibility to show up as the communicator or the instigator or the questioner. And as I continue to talk, there's I know there's a conversation I probably need to have with my sister, my cousin, my wife, and probably many more that I have not followed up on that I've just left things unsaid or undone, incomplete. But what's different about my inquiry than the energy that's, I guess, out there is that I have not ghosted anybody. There's been no request of me, which I have ignored. And so while the exact dynamics don't correlate, the energy is the same. So I'm looking wherever it's showing up as incomplete. So since this is kind of stream of consciousness here, there's a couple different things going on. One of it is that whatever I observe out in the world or with other people is a mirror for me to reflect back on. How am I showing up that way? If it's an irritation to me, what's going on with me? What am I assuming what am I not paying attention to? And so I, I made it about me. And two, we've been talking about completing on energy, completing on an exchange, completing on a conversation, and not withdrawing until there's a sense of completion, that each of you could put a punctuation mark on the conversation or the exchange. Now, I realize that's not always possible because sometimes things happen and the other people just withdraw. And the only thing that you can control is yourself. And so part of that completion process is that sometimes in the lack of participation from somebody else, we need to be complete with being incomplete. Meaning that we'll never find resolution where there is no answer to be found. They're probably never, ever going to get back to us. And so it just is what it is. They left. They left the conversation. No story. We don't know why. We d See, we're a meaning-making machine. We seek to know the why of things in the absence of any apparent meaning. And many times we'll make things up. And what most people do when there is this incompleteness, they make it mean something about them. I could make this mean something about me. Maybe I turned them off. Maybe I irritated them. Maybe I, it, I don't know. But, you know, in the lack of the information, that's not any better of a story than, you know, we just don't know what happened. So it's a mystery. And we can live and accept that it's a mystery, that it will never be solved. The third point that I want to address here, since we're, we've been talking about intuition, is that when you get an urging, when you get the impulse to reach out, to find out something, or to raise your hand to be part of something, and you find out what it's going to take to actually move through it, and you feel the fear, you get confronted about taking the action, actually moving forward with it, like it seemed like a good idea until I actually had to commit and through the commitment, you understand that it's going to transform your life. It's going to change things in a new way. This is why your intuition has led you to this point. I remember when I had the intuition that I was to leave FedEx. But every time I actually got to the point where I would have to take action on it, I 
said I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what steps to take. It was the wrong timing. I had all these excuses. This was at like year seven or eight with FedEx. I ended up staying for 18 years before I actually left. Now, there's a process going on here. I was getting the intuitive answer from intuitive guidance from the universe on the actions to take. Yet, I was afraid. I was fearful. I was confronted, which is okay. But I needed to realize that I was being confronted. I just thought it wasn't the right time. And so what I would do is I would regenerate a whole series of detours and different alternatives. The angels would conspire based on my new decision about where I was. And so as a consequence, things became different, yet I didn't have any real relief around that. I spent many years feeling like I was in the wrong place, in the wrong environment, with the, in, as I guess, focused on the wrong conversation. The reason I did not take the action when I got the intuitive urging, I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't in alignment with the intention or the outcome that I was thinking that I wanted to create. But it's hard to say whether or not that was the wrong decision at the time or the most appropriate decision. As long as I could live with it, I guess it was okay because the universe conspired in many ways to bring me more and bigger opportunities down the road that I would not have been a part of had I left early on around year seven or eight. I would have grown in a completely different way because in many ways I was not ready to leave yet. Even when I did leave FedEx, there was a an adjustment period, a growing period of me stepping into my full power. Because up until that time I had the I had a whole Fortune one hundred company in front of me to stand behind. But once I left off on my own Then it was just me. I had to rewrap my head around a whole new way of being in the world. Obviously, I did it, or I'm getting my my head wrapped around it, and I'm expanding and growing in even new ways today, even 20 years later. And so if you have an intuitive hit, you have the intuitive guidance to take action in some area, and you're confronted, it is powerful to say, I feel fear around this. I feel confronted around this. I'm afraid of this happening or that happening. That fear, when it comes up, is simply a call to pay attention. You're entering or potentially entering a realm of which you're unfamiliar with. I've gotten better at this of recognizing where I'm confronted, where the fear is coming up. What am I fearful of? Then I get to plan around it. I used to allow that fear, when it came up, to stop me. That's not what the fear is there for. The fear is there to say, pay attention. This is not Kansas anymore. If you're following the Wizard of Oz reference. And so I must uh, acquiesce or give in pay homage to my other-than-conscious mind. I brought up the Wizard of Oz. And if you follow that story at all, Dorothy is lost in Oz. And she finds out at the end of the movie that she always had the power to go home. She always had the power. It was in the ruby slippers, and it was through her intention. But she was in the process of being lost. She was in the process of trying to find her way. 
But when she realized she always had the power to go home, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. You have all the power. You have all the resources to get to whatever you want. You're never put in a position that you cannot handle. It may be uncomfortable, but you're given the resources and you can lean into. I I started to say this before. When you lean into that intuitive urging, that intuitive guidance, and you come up against an unknown, that's where you lean into your intuition again. You're not going to know what's around the corner. You're not going to be able to figure out every decision ahead of time. That's why you have fear. It's the unknown. When you leave the comfort zone of the familiar, you are literally stepping into the realm of the unknown. And yes, it does take courage to take the leap. But when you take the leap of faith, the net will appear. And so what might be the leap of faith for you? Well, if you're involved in this conversation, since I had three people that have kind of disappeared that asked or had raised their hand about participating in my subpersonality case study program, there's still room. A couple people did make the jump. They did take the leap and they're getting great benefits. And as I say that, I don't know if I've ever actually stated it on the podcast, but uh I assure or guarantee, stand behind the results that I say I will deliver, which is not common in the coaching industry. As far as the subpersonality case studies go, I'm still open to doing more. I've done several. I've learned a lot from each and every one of them. I've gotten a lot of good information. I've gotten a lot of good insights because when I enter into an agreement with you, I think about you. I meditate on you. I have this energetic connection with you on a whole new level. You are not just another client. You are an investment for me. And through that process, I have had and have gleaned new insights, new perspectives on the whole aspect of subpersonalities and self-identity. And it's been exciting for me. And I want to continue that. I'm going to continue it or be open to doing case studies until... I don't. And at the moment, I have no idea when that's going to be, when I'm going to call the case studies quit. I didn't even know I was going to open up the possibility of case studies until the day before I did it. And that is me leaning into my intuitive guidance. It's me following the intuitive urgings. I can remember the day (laughs) distinctly when I woke up to have coffee with my wife and I said, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do case studies to support the research. And she said, when are you going to complete the book? And I thought about it for a second, and I guess said, I guess October. But if I reflect a moment on the actual exchange, the actual sessions I have had with people, I start out just about every session, what has come up for you since the last time we spoke? And it could be an event, it could be an upset, and we start talking about that, and sure enough, there is a self-personality that is raising their hand to be addressed, to be acknowledged, to be worked with, to be healed. That phenomena usually happens after the third session, after your other than conscious kind of gets the whole process. Your different aspects, your different parts, your different sub-personalities that have been, I guess, causing havoc in in the wings, causing problems, or have felt maybe left behind. They're raising their hand. 
say, work with me, work with me. And that aspect of the organic, intuitive unfolding of your healing has been part of the most exciting aspect of this whole journey. This episode started out to be something completely different. And in my intuition just kind of stepped up and took a hold of the conversation and let it hear, let it on the various topics that we talked about or I talked about. Hopefully you found it interesting. Hopefully you found it educating or edifying and affirming. And as you consider it, the idea of working with me on your sub-personalities, integrating back into the whole, becoming a person that is congruent and aligned, then I suggest you raise your hand and get happily involved. Do whatever it takes to get involved in the process, and you are going to see a transformational result. I guarantee it. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>